Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Calm Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra, and as always, I'm so happy that you're taking the time to be here. First of all, what a week. So it is currently Tuesday, November 10th. This will obviously be airing a week later, but nationwide, what a week. I hope that wherever you are in the country, you are feeling seen and heard and supported And just above all else, safe and relieved, right? I've said it before and I'll say it again. What a beautiful, complex time to be alive. I will never take for granted that I was lucky enough in this lifetime to witness history on November 7th. One of those moments where you know you'll tell your kids who you were with and what you were doing when you found out. It's it's pretty special. So on a different note, I started a new practice recently that I wanted to share with all of you before we jump into today's episode. I've been using a tiny little moleskin journal, and each morning I write down what I call notes to myself. So things that my soul is tapping in with, things I'm feeling, little reminders, which usually includes the word breathe these days. And then at the end of the day, I make a bullet point list on the opposite page of just little moments throughout the day. So mundane or not, they go in there. What's been so fun about this is to look back a couple of weeks and to be able to see what I wrote like something that my niece said to me on FaceTime that made me laugh, or a new song I found, something I ate that I really liked, a meditation I tried. It's been a practice that I've really grown to love, and it acts as a form of gratitude journaling. I kind of got over the um, writing three things I'm grateful for every day, and this has been a really beautiful substitute. Recognizing these small things as really beautiful things, the things that make up my day, it allows me to zoom out on my life and to realize that even in the midst of chaos and the civil unrest, I can still find things to be grateful for while I continue to stand up for what I believe in and continue to stay safe and keep those around me safe. We all can. I truly believe that. So I've been wanting to have today's guest on the show for quite some time, and as the universal habit, divine timing stepped in, and here we are recording this episode all around non-toxic living with the beautiful inside and out Maddie Rowan. Maddie is the life and wellness blogger behind Every Day with Maddie Ray, a stunning curated website centered around beauty, food, and overall mental wellness. She sprinkles a bit of her own personal experiences in there too, which I am all about since she just recently moved to Norway, so I cannot wait to hear how things are going for her over there. Originally, my intention was for this episode to center around beauty products and clean living lifestyle products, food, and to have Maddie share all of her incredible knowledge and wisdom around the subject, and just to help us guide and break down the importance of what goes on and in our bodies. But this conversation turns into so much more than that. The term non-toxic expands over so much, and we went there. Toxicity within relationships, boundary setting, social media... If this episode resonates with you and you feel compelled to share, Maddie and I would be so appreciative as that's the number one way to organically get this podcast into the laps of those who might need it. So you can simply snap a screenshot and share on your stories. Just don't forget to tag myself and Maddie so we can thank you personally. And I might even have a little free gift for you when you do. And by might, I mean do, which you will receive straight to your DM. You can also head over to iTunes and leave a quick five-star rating and review of this episode called to you and you loved what Maddie had to say, which I fully believe that you will. Another 
amazing, helpful way to keep this podcast alive and well is if you feel inspired to do so and it's within your means, you can donate to this podcast for as little as $1 a month. I've included that link into the bio. You guys are the force behind this show, and so these reviews and shares mean so much. I'm beyond grateful. Let's get into today's episode with Maddie Rowan. Maddie, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to finally have you on the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited too. <laughs> so we, before we dive into just all of the questions that I have for you, truly, I've been so excited to have you on the show that I've just been accumulating so many topic points that I want to hit yeah. on. But first, can you just give us a little background as to who you are, where you grew up, what it is that you do, and just perhaps paint like a little picture about like with where you are um, right now in this moment? Absolutely. So my name is Maddie Rowan. It actually is Maddie Rowan Gilligan because I recently got married this summer. Congrats. Um, Thank you so much. But I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, um, and I stayed in Pennsylvania until college. Um, I played basketball throughout my whole entire life, but basketball brought me to New Hampshire, where I currently live with my now husband, and that's where I eventually met him as well. Um, But I was recruited to play basketball at a school in New Hampshire, I fell in love with New Hampshire as a whole because, I don't know, New England just has the best feel to it. And I just noticed that right away. And I was like, I feel like I want to be here for the rest of my life. (laughs) Um, But my first school that I went to didn't work out, unfortunately. But it kind of, it led me to where I am today, which I'm so grateful for because I met my husband at my, the the school I transferred, transferred to. Um, so I was at each college for two years and, um, both schools were in New Hampshire. Like I said, I met Devin, my husband, my junior year, and we've been together ever since, but he is from New Hampshire himself. That's where his family lives. And so that's where we've kind of like planted our roots. Um, and so the year after college, I, well, kind of backtracking a little bit, um, prior to that, around my senior year of college, I was like, I really want to start a blog. Mm. And it was kind of funny because like I wasn't even reading any blogs at the time. Like Instagram wasn't even that big of a thing back then. Um, Not like it is today by any means, but I was like, I really want to do this. I had no website knowledge. I had like, I did not know what SEO was. Like (laughs) I had no knowledge whatsoever about how to even create a blog. So I kind of like played at the idea for, for quite a few months. And then finally after graduating college, um, about like six months after graduating, I was like, okay, it's time finally to build my website. So I kind of just went in with a general idea of how I wanted to start my blog. Um, I knew I wanted to do it. I knew I was really passionate about it even before starting, but I was like, I'm just going to do it. So I created this website, Mm -hmm. like totally I mean, it was like my first time creating a website. So looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, like it was horrible. (laughs) Um, But obviously as anything in life, you learn and you adapt and you apply what you learn to what you're doing and just kind of that ongoing process. Um, So I started my blog in December, this December, it'll be three years actually. Mm -hmm. And back when I started it, I kind of just had like a general idea of like different topics I wanted to share. And as the years have progressed, I've kind of niched down a little bit mm-hmm. um, on like where my true passions are, but it kind of is just like, I'm doing this. I had knew no, no one that had a blog. Yeah. I, like I mentioned, I knew nothing about starting a blog. I 
truly like spent so many hours like watching YouTube videos and reading articles and taking pages and pages of notes of how to even like develop a website. Um, but now three years in, I focus primarily on clean beauty and clean living and wellness as a whole. I think wellness is like a whole picture kind of thing. It's not just like one area of your life and then kind of neglecting all the others. Um, wellness is definitely a big picture. And that's what I kind of like to share with my audience. Um, I, I can't even believe that I've been blogging for three years. And it's like blows my mind because to, to think where my blog started to where it is now, um, blogging is hard and no one tells you that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and you think like what well, you're going to start and like you're going to have all these readers and just everyone flocking to your blog. That could not be the further thing from the truth. So I, it's been consistent, persistent, like work and growth. Um, but I'm so happy that I did stick with it because it is, my blog is like my baby. I love my blog and I just love being able to share my voice and my, my journeys and experiences with everyone. And I mean, you can, as with everyone's content, you can take little pieces of what applies to your life and kind of work it in. And then some things might not be relatable to people, which Mm -hmm. is totally fine. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I think there's always at least someone out there that can benefit from it. So that's how I kind of approach my content. And like I said, now I've kind of narrowed my focus a little bit towards like the cleaner beauty, cleaner living, um, kind of topics, because I think as I've, as I've educated myself, I feel like there's such an education piece missing from the general public. Like it's not something that everyone talks about or even knows about. And I think in 2020, it's like, I think it's really important for people to be educated about, um, the toxic burden that we're all faced with within our lives, whether we, are contributing to it or not. Um, I think it's something that we all deal with. And I just like to share what I've learned and things that I enjoy with anyone who is open to um, listening and applying and bringing my suggestions potentially into their own lives to help them. Um, So that's what I'm currently doing. I'm also in Norway because my husband um, plays professional basketball. This is his fourth year playing professionally. Um, we've lived in four different countries outside of the United States, which is such a gift. I love to travel, um, but, you know, every day is not easy living overseas. So you just kind of have to take one day at a time. But currently we are in Bergen, Norway. It's currently like a little bit past six o'clock. So there's definitely a time change, but um, I, I love it. I I'm really excited to be here, and I've never been to Norway, so mm, that's I'm amazing. excited to explore. <laughs> what was the traveling experience like going into another country during COVID? You know, I don't think I would have been able to come here if we weren't married. Mm-hmm. Um, I think every every country has their different regulations, but it was a pretty drawn-out process for me getting over here. Um, we had to pay quite about a money to like even get me on the visa, and then I had to apply for a visa. Um, and then that process was delayed because of COVID. Obviously I had to wait like five weeks to hear that I was approved. And then I had to like present certain documents throughout my travel day. And I had to quarantine for 10 days when I got here. Um, so it was, it was quite the, quite different than years prior. Um, but you know what, you just gotta, it's something that you have to do if you want to travel right now. But I, Norway is very strict with who they let into their country. So Mm -hmm. given different circumstances, I don't think I would have been allowed in 
given the current state of the world. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad it worked out. Me too. I'm so grateful. (laughs) So let's go back and dive into all things clean living. This is how I found you. And just circling back to your blog and your Instagram, just kudos because everything that you produce and put out is so beautiful. Like just your content in general, you are welcome. Like your imagery, your graphics, and then, yeah, you write so beautifully and it's, it can be really hard to find a blog or someone on Instagram who is providing information, but it doesn't feel like pushy salesy. And that's one thing that I, and I respect that that's people's jobs, but that's one thing that really drew me to you is it feels like you're getting coffee with a girlfriend and she's like, oh, I just want to tell you about this product that I love. It feels so genuine and just like, and so it is. And now I'm going to leave you. Thank you so much. I think that's the kindest compliment. And for me, I do share products and things that I love. And um, I kind—I never want to come across as being salesy because that's not, that's never my mm-hmm. intention. I'm not a salesperson, but yeah. I kind of approach it just as serving people. I want, I want to share these things with people. I, they've benefited my life. So I hope by sharing it, someone else can benefit in whatever way that might be. I mean, even if it's just like me sharing my daily workout and mm-hmm. someone starts doing the same workout and they're like, this is like life changing. I'm like, yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy that you feel the same way. It's just, right. I share what I love and no matter if it is a product or something that I'm selling or mm-hmm. something that I just love to do, I'm going to share it because that's what feels genuine to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I really do try to come from a place of serving and helping others rather than just selling all the time because I mean we are just bombarded in every way in every direction of our life like Mm -hmm. buy this buy that buy this and and obviously we don't need to buy everything to be happy and to be to live um to live a healthy love lifestyle it's so that's that's how I kind of phrase it I just I just want to help people. Yeah, I love that. He's saying like, I just want, I'm here to like serve people. I think that's so beautiful. So what exactly is the crisis here with non-toxic or with toxic beauty and um, lifestyle products? I'd really love to hear it from you, someone who's so knowledgeable and educated on the subject. So what is happening within the beauty and food industry and how is it actually affecting our bodies and the planet? Just so people can get a better understanding. So... I mean, just to just let's focus on clean beauty for a second. Um, I think the two are just the two industries are just so complex and there's such a lack of information regarding like so many things. I could literally just like go on and on and on. But let's start with clean beauty. So just given the makeup and beauty and personal care and skincare industry, no one kind of talks about the fact that it's severely underregulated. I mean, if a product on a shelf is giving uh, a girl or a, or anyone um, like a severe rash or like a facial burn, there was an instant. There was an instance earlier this year with this face mask giving severe third degree burns on this little girl's face. And the funny thing about it, if that was a food say like with the romaine lettuce crisis that we've all heard of, mm-hmm. those are pulled from the shelves quickly. The FDA does not have the ability to pull products from the shelves, which is like, how is that even possible that this product caused a third degree burn on this little girl's face? Why isn't that being pulled from the shelves? 
Um, so it kind of just, it's just so underregulated. So we have so many, and I don't want to say all chemicals are bad because even water is a chemical. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to, I'm not going to link that into what I'm saying, but there are ingredients found in our personal care products and our beauty products that are really linked to harmful human health issues, whether that's a skin irritation, whether that's an allergy, whether that's an endocrine disruptor or carcinogen. I mean, these all are real things. And I mean, you can take it, take everything with a grain of salt. I mean, I encourage you to do your own research. You don't have to sit there and believe me that parabens are found in breast cancer um, tissues. Like, you don't have you don't have to take my word for it. I want you to do your own research and educate yourself and to make better choices for you and your family. Um, but the reality of the fact is, those products are contributing to our toxic burden that we all experience in our lives, and most of that toxic burden, like we can't even control. So why not shift and control what we can control? And if you can choose a cleaner deodorant or a toothpaste or a moisturizer why not? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of like how I, I want to say I've always been kind of in tune with choosing cleaner things. Um, my mom was really educated from an early age, um, which led me to be educated from an early age. And so I was kind of like a little bit advanced in what I knew and what I was using in my body, but still I was, I kind of, which I think everyone goes through. They're like, clean products, they don't work. So I'm not even going to bother using them. Mm-hmm. So it took me a long time to make a few clean swaps. I remember my first clean swap was deodorant. And that was really hard because I'm a sweater like yeah. so many other people. And I'm like, they do not work for me. And I've even, I've experienced third degree burns in my armpits from using a harmful, really powerful deodorant. And I'm like, why am I putting this on my body? So that's, that's kind of like, that was the leading force to me switching my personal care products over. And it was just kind of like a snowball effect from there. But mm-hmm. that's actually yeah. something I was going to ask. Well, but really quick before, cause I know some people are probably like, what do you use? So what <laughs> happened with the deodorant experience? Like, did you just keep seeing it through and finally found one that you love? Oh yeah. That's so a hard it's one. Been years. And I, I mentioned that I played basketball throughout high school and college. I was using a men's deodorant because that's just what, women basketball players really use because it works and it's strong and you don't smell bad, (laughs) but it was horrific. And men's products, no one talks about men's products, but men's products are even like, they're even more toxic than women's. Their fragrance is like, it'll hit you right in the face. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I, I had my armpits like torn apart multiple times and I never even like considered like, Hey, maybe I should stop like, (laughs) using this. Um, but for the deodorant, it, it did take me years to find, um, one that I really loved and one that didn't have me like smelling and Mm -hmm. just didn't irritate my armpits as well. But, um, back to the, back to the, the regulations in the beauty industry, the United States only bans 30 ingredients, which is, it might sound like a lot to people, but like when you look at the European Union, they ban over 1,400. Canada, I believe, bans around 600. And then when you have the United States, which is such a progressive and forward-thinking country, only banning 30 ingredients, like, that that says something. And, yeah. like, 
doesn't that just make you think like, what are we doing? Like only 30 ingredients compared to 600 or 1400. Um, and then like, there are no beauty, there's no laws regulating the beauty industry. And the last law passed was over 80 years ago. Like just think of how many products and how many ingredients have come into our products that we use every day in 80 years. I mean, we're, we're not even talking the same like playing field of what products were like back then to what they are now. There's so many things that have been introduced and there are no laws that are regulating those things. And it's, it's really unfortunate. And it's, it's real. the way that I see it, it's really unfortunate for the consumer because it shouldn't be up to the consumer Mm -hmm. to make these decisions and to educate themselves. Um, great if they do, but it shouldn't have to be their responsibility. They should feel confident walking into a store and knowing that that body lotion doesn't have parabens or fragrance. Um, but unfortunately in today's world, that's not the case yet. I hope to one day have all products be clean and safe for human use, but it just isn't the case right now. And I just, I try to educate people the best that I can. And I tried to just give them safer options because mm-hmm. I think that's something that we all are needing, especially, I mean, I have some autoimmune conditions and I, and I see that autoimmune conditions and allergies and health issues are on the rise. And when you look, um, when you take a step, like a look closer into what the cause of these things are, I mean, it, I'm not going to, I'm not going to blame it all on the products that we use, but it's products are a huge, huge role. And like I, I mentioned the toxic burden of our lives already, when you talk about the, if you're using um, harmful and conventional personal care products and cleaning products, and you have air fresheners within your home and you're eating poorly. I mean, those things really just add up and your bucket just keeps on filling, filling, filling with toxins. And then what, what, what else is going to happen? You're going to have health issues, um, no matter, no matter if you like it or not. Um, and I think with the health, with health issues rising in America and autoimmune conditions on the rise, I think it's really something to kind of pay attention to. Um, because, you know, every, every decision, um, matters, especially when it comes to our health. And you mentioned the food industry as well. I mean, I could say the same thing. There's so many ingredients and there's, it's, it's kind of unfortunate almost because there's so many companies that kind of take advantage of the consumers by something called greenwashing. So they're pretending that this product is amazing and clean and healthy when really it's not. So it's kind of just tricking the consumer, which is really unfortunate, but it's really, um, it's something that happens a lot within both industries. Um, so that's kind of the base of how I developed this passion for clean living and clean products and clean eating, um, just because of the lack of information out there. And I think the more people know, the more it, the better decisions that they can make for their own families and for their, to share with their friends and to bring into their own home. Yeah. We have to be our own advocate with that. Absolutely. So what do you look for when you're buying or trying out new products? Is there something that you are specifically looking for or rather something that you um, absolutely avoid when you're buying a new product? So yeah, I, for beauty products, I'm, very strict. So I have, I have a general list. I cannot unfortunately name off every single ingredient that you can, um, that you should avoid or that you might want to avoid, but there are a few like main ones that I really, I will refuse to use products with them. Um, 
things like fragrance, coal tar, parabens, sodium lower sulfate, um, the list the list goes on and on, BHT, mm-hmm. um, PEG compounds. Um, it's, and it's kind of unfortunate because even just a simple ingredient like fragrance, I mean, it sounds like such a innocent mm-hmm. ingredient, but I mean, the term fragrance or perfume can really mask hundreds of thousands of harmful carcinogens and endocrine disruptors. So that is like mm. one of the top ones that I avoid. I will not, I don't mess around with fragrance. So anymore, that's not one ingredient. It's like a bunch living within that one name. Like, like I mentioned with the FDA, they brands are not required to disclose what makes their fragrance. And even clean brands, I've noticed more and more as I've educated myself, you'll see a lot of clean brands list fragrance as their ingredient. And then on the label, they'll have like only contains natural ingredients or essential oils. Well, if they were transparent about what their fragrance were, they they would be able to list what makes up that fragrance. If it has a lemon scent, you should be able to see on the label like a lemon essential oil or like there's like a special Latin um name that usually is on there as well. Mm-hmm. And same thing with like, um, lavender or peppermint. Um, so you should, if something has a fragrance, you should be able to read exactly what makes up that fragrance right. on the back of that bottle. If it says just the word fragrance, run the other way. Good to <laughs> know. You, you do not know what makes up that fragrance. And for the food, um, side of things, I, I struggled with, my digestion for years. And so, and, and with my health, I've had quite a few health things come up over the years, which is why I'm so strict with what I allow in my body and what I allow, like I said, with the products on top of my body as well. But back to the food, I think the simpler, the better. So I don't consume anything with processed oils, refined sugars, um, artificial flavors, artificial colors, natural flavoring, even natural flavoring is such a blanket statement and they don't have to list what makes up that natural flavoring and natural flavors are literally in everything. Um, so it's really tricky and it's really hard, especially if you're trying to clean up your eating and you're, you're looking at these ingredient labels with all these different ingredients and you can't even read it. And number one, you should not be consuming anything that you cannot pronounce. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, that's a, that's a really good rule of thumb to start out with. Um, but I'm really strict with the ingredients. Um, even with simple ingredients like citric acid um, is a really awful preservative that can really wreak havoc if you do have digestive issues, which I do, as I mentioned. Um, so I really do pay attention to everything um, on the on the ingredient label. I mean, everyone has like the level of seal that they are able to tolerate with their health or whether things that they eat, um, if they're allergic to something or if they have digestive issues as well, um, you know what you can tolerate, but I found that I function better when I just eliminate all, all the questionable ingredients. And that's kind of, that's how I base things off of the simpler, the better. I want minimal ingredients, real food ingredients. Um, and I am vegan and gluten-free, so I have to take that into account as well. Yeah. (laughs) So you name it, I'm, I'm looking for it. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a good practice to get into. And I'm sure it's developed over time, you know, like you just, oh, it's absolutely. like a habit of forming, of looking and being more mindful. And then I think 
once for me, I live by the rule of like, not a rule, but just the feeling of once you see something, you can't unsee it. You have Mm -hmm. that awareness. And then it's up to us to really tap into that awareness, you know? So I think it just takes some practice. I couldn't agree more. And I, I always tell people like, I didn't go from like zero to a hundred overnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this has been, this has been years in the making, um, years of educating, years of learning and kind of relearning things. And I add things in over the course of time. It takes time to make these switches, especially mm-hmm. if you want them to last. Um, anyone can make a switch for two or three days or even a week. Um, but when you're really looking for longevity, I think, I think creating habits and habits can be related to anything, whether you're eating habits or you're, you're buying habits. Um, if you're looking for longevity, it, it needs to, it needs to make sense. So it mm-hmm. definitely does not happen overnight. <laughs> yeah. So you also are a beauty counter consultant. I am. Um, yeah. So I would love to hear how your experience has been working with this company and maybe you can give a little background on what beauty counter is and their message. It's really, really beautiful. But for someone I who's couldn't wor- agree more. <laughs> yeah. For someone who's working for them, I'd love to hear your experience and also just maybe give you a chance to sort of debunk the eye rolls that MLM marketing mm. can get, right? So I'm sure you've been on the other side of that. So I would love to hear Absolutely. that experience and how that feels different. Thank you for that question. <laughs> um so I was first introduced to Beauty Counter back in twenty seventeen. I have always been treated by holistic, natural healers. I actually will call them healers because I've, I've been seen by incredible people over the course of my lifetime. I'm so grateful for that. But, um, this man who I went to for years and years and years, he first introduced me to beauty counter. Um, the first products that I was, that I started using was the shampoo, conditioner, and body wash. And that day, in my appointment, we were talking about reducing the toxins that I had in my body, um, over the accumulation, um, that I've accumulated over the years. And I was rattling off a few products that I thought were really good and clean. And he was like, I hate to tell you, but that isn't, that isn't the best option. And you, given where you're at in your life with your health, you need to, you need to be more educated and make a smarter decision. And so that's where he, introduced me to beauty counter. Um, and so I used the shampoo and conditioner and body wash for a few months after that. And you know what, at that time in my life, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to make the switch to everything. And I wasn't at the place in my life where I was now. Um, and so fast forward a few years last summer, um, my aunt, um, who lives in North Carolina, she put my blog in contact with my now beauty counter mentor. Um, and I was just planning on doing like a product review for her, just sharing. I had zero intention of becoming a consultant, like zero. I was one of those people that was like, I will never be a part of like a company like this. I will never sell something. Meanwhile, I'm a blogger. I was talking about products that I I was basically selling regardless. I'm like, I don't even know why I thought that, but you're right. Being in beauty counter, I don't, I don't feel like I need to defend Beauty Counter, but we're not like a typical MLM company. Um, and I didn't know that at the time. Like you just think, you just see a company like that and you're like, it's not for me. No, thank you. Um, so that's how I kind of felt even going into and getting introduced a second time. So I was just planning on doing the product review. 
Um, I tried a really nice handful of products and I was really struggling with my skin. I'm about three years um, off birth control. And once I did go off birth control, my skin exploded. Mm. (laughs) Um, And that I went from having like perfect skin for years to then really struggling with hormonal acne. And I was seeing no results with anything. And like, I was already using natural skincare. I did a skincare fast. I am already so clean with my eating habits. I was like, there is nothing else that I can do to help my skin. (laughs) And I was kind of just like at a roadblock and I don't want to, I'm not going to say that my acne um, disappeared overnight, but I noticed an, an instant shift in my skin after starting to use the product. So I really thought long and hard about it. And I was like, if I'm loving these products so much, who cares if it's a direct sales company? I, I, first of all, I totally align with the mission 100%. Um, and I'll go into the mission a little bit, um, after, but I align with the mission and I was just like, I, I want to do this for myself. I, at the, at the, at that point in time, I was really trying, I was working really hard to hopefully take my blog full time, which I was not there quite yet. Um, and so I was like, some extra income would be great. I love these products. I believe in the brand. Why not give it a chance and just see how it goes? So I joined the counter the day after my 25th birthday after using the products for two months. I sat on the, I sat on the opportunity idea for about two months and I was like, you know what? It's now or never. I'm just going to go for it and do it. Um, it was kind of like a birthday gift to myself. I was like, I'm just going to start this and just see how it goes. But, um, I will say it took time, um, to develop my business and to really grow it to where it is today. I'm a year in. Um, but I've never been so happy with a decision of mine. It has been transformative on every single level that I never even knew possible. It has pushed me out of my comfort zone time and time again, I'm able to help people find beautiful, safe products that they love using. Um, I've made so many amazing connections. I've made so many amazing friendships. I'm able to make an income. um, And it's just been, it's been the best gift um, for me and so many others. And I'm so proud to be a part of the company. And to go into a little bit about the mission, Beauty Counter has a mission to get safer products into the hands of everyone. Meaning my main goal is to educate people to make like I, like we mentioned earlier, those better conscious decisions about what they're bringing into their home. If someone comes to me and asks for the best body lotion, I'm not going to jump straight to beauty counter. I'm going to give them a really tangible, nice option that maybe might be a more affordable or a more accessible option for them. And I think that goes a long way, um, especially in a business like this, because I don't feel like I need to push beauty counter on everyone in my life. Obviously, if, if people are interested, I would love to help them, but I'm not going to say like, you need to buy this and you need to buy this and you need to buy this. Mm-hmm. That's not how I wanted to conduct my business. And that's not how I conduct my business. Um, like I said earlier, I come from a place of wanting to serve um, whoever comes to me with mm-hmm. wanting to find better products or safer makeup. Um, and, you know, I... I truly love what I do with beauty counter and it's been such a beautiful addition to my blog because I think going back to the whole MLM thing, I think so many bloggers are afraid of joining a company like beauty counter for whatever reason, everyone has different hesitations, but you know, 
bloggers, like our job is to share products and things that we love. And I also, I wanted, I didn't want to seem like a sellout to every, mm-hmm. you know, skincare company that comes my way. Even still to this day, the most, the biggest requests I get from brands are skincare brands and beauty brands. And I didn't want to be that girl, like talking about my new Holy Grail product every other week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, I would rather align myself with the products and products that I can really stand behind ingredients. I can really feel confident and comfortable sharing with others. Why not just align myself with these products mm-hmm. and just see where it goes? Yeah. And, you know, like I said, it was, it's been the biggest gift for me and so many other people. Um, even just for my clients. I mean, I've had people come to me saying like, I love my skin now. And like me hearing that it's so small, but like it makes my day. And knowing that I had that some sort of a small impact in Mm -hmm. someone's life, I'm like, it's so fulfilling. It's given me so much fulfillment and purpose in what I share. And it's just, it's just been amazing, but that's awesome. It, it really is, it's not for everyone, but mm-hmm. for people that do want to be a part of a company um, like Beauty Counter, especially because Beauty Counter's mission is so strong um, and what they're doing beyond just safer products, um, they really do have the best interest for humans and the planet in mind with everything that they do. Um, so I, I just feel really proud to um, be a consultant and just align myself with what they're doing and the change that they're trying to make happen within the beauty and personal care industry. Mm-hmm. Is this your full-time job or is it like in addition so we, to your blog? So yes, right now um, I'm doing beauty counter and my blog full-time. That's yes. amazing. So for anyone who's listening, I just don't want to leave any stone unturned um, just briefly. Cause I know yes. I'm going to leave all of your links below too. So people can get in touch with you, but what does the transition of someone wanting to become a consultant look like? And like, what is that investment like? So to be completely honest, I invested $500 in my beauty counter business. You do not, I, I can't speak to other direct sales companies, but you do not have to invest anything really when starting with beauty counter it's totally dependent on what you're comfortable with um financially but like I said it was a really big commitment and I was already sharing products and I knew I I'm such a product junkie so I wanted to be fully equipped with everything that I Mm -hmm. needed to be successful and I'm not saying that you need to spend five hundred dollars to be successful that's just how you felt yeah that's how I felt and you know what I would spend it over and over again yeah (laughs) um but I, I started out with a really good skincare line and some makeup because makeup was kind of one of the last things that I trans, uh, that I switched over to cleaner options. Um, because I don't know, you just think like clean makeup cannot be high performing and that could not be further from the truth when mm-hmm. I, that, that I now know, but at the time I was like, I really, my makeup bag needs a little revamp. So I also started with the makeup as well, but, um, it, it just depends on what you feel comfortable with mm-hmm. starting out financially. It, the base rate to pay, um, to join beauty counter is $50. So oh, wow. you okay. can literally join for $50. And I hear, I hear people say all the time, like, you shouldn't have to join, you shouldn't have to spend money to join a company. Like, but the way that I look at it, like, beauty counter is my business. Like I make, I make money from my job as a consultant and this is my business. So 
I invested in myself and in my business through that $500 that Mm -hmm. I just shared with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, it doesn't have to be $500. It might be 300 or 50 or $75. Um, But, you know, I, I made the decision to invest in myself and, you know, I really saw growth um, because of that. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm not, I, I didn't see growth just because I joined, like I worked really hard to, um, get my business to where it is right now. But, um, I think, I think it was well worth the investment. <laughs> yeah. So in the beginning of your non-toxic journey, like right when you started to get a little bit curious, so maybe yeah. you said it wasn't when you saw the healer, but it started to like come after that. So how did you navigate the change? I know you said that you didn't like snowball and do everything at once, but I have to imagine, say, when your makeup bag needed a revamp, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or you see your fridge that has some food that has some pesticides on it and plastic <laughs> bags in your drawer. So what did you choose to focus on? And then did it just become like, a, like let's say, body products, makeup, mm-hmm. and then, oh, I'm going to look into my fridge. Oh, I'm going to look into, like, how I'm using plastic and... Um, clean kitchen sprays and stuff like that. Cause I think for me, I get overwhelmed and I feel like I have to do everything at once. And like, I'm a sellout if I'm now using a clean kitchen spray, but I still have <laughs> cover girl makeup in my makeup bag. Right. Yes, I'm like, exactly. what, what am I doing? Uh, well, I will tell you, you're not the only person that feels that way. So many people are in the exact same boat. And my advice to those people would be, to switch something when you run out of something because mm-hmm. number one, clean products and clean food, they're expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're expensive for a multitude of reasons, but they are more expensive than conventional products and conventional food. So I always like to say, when you run out of your mascara, switch to safer. If you run out of your shampoo, switch to safer. If you run out of your conventional ketchup, switch to safer. It's just once you run out, switch with a better mm-hmm. alternative. And the same thing, um, well, not the same thing, but when it comes to, um, personal care and body products, I always like to say switch. If you're looking to really make switches like today, maybe start with the products that cover the most surface area of your body. So your body lotion, you're slathering that on your whole body. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's, that's a little bit different than like a brow gel, you know? Mm-hmm. So your foundation, your your toothpaste that goes in your mouth, your deodorant deodorant that goes right on your lymph nodes. So things like that would be like my top suggestions for people that are looking to make safer, cleaner swaps today. Um, Just start with the biggest surface area and then kind of work your way down um, to things, like I said, like brow gel and Mm -hmm. um, like a, like a tanning thing or, I mean, it just, (laughs) I could go on and on, but biggest surface area and then switch out, um, products as you go through them, because it does, it does, it does cost money just Mm -hmm. to look at your makeup bag and say, okay, I need new everything. Right. And so (laughs) how does, how does your husband feel about your lifestyle? Is he one in the same? Do you guys Mm -hmm. kind of just do like a dance around each other? Cause I think that probably plays a considerable, a considerable part as far as building a non-toxic home within partnership. If someone's like, what are you doing? You know, like, where's my Windex? (laughs) I think I really lucked out because as I mentioned, he's an athlete. So he's really invested in his own health and his own well-being. And 
We, and he, it also helps that he doesn't shop. So whatever I use <laughs> True. and whatever I buy and bring in the home, he's using whether he likes yeah. it or not. Yeah. Um, but he, I, I've never, I've never seen an eye roll. And like, I've, I've said some pretty like woohoo things. <laughs> um, and so I think I'm really lucked out with that, but um, he's even like gone vegan with me for a period of time. And he's, he's really supportive in that way. And he uses the clean deodorants that I buy and the That's clean awesome. body washes yeah. and he doesn't use body spray or anything like that. So I think I've trained him well. <laughs> That's awesome. And I think just like living by example, you know, it's like Absolutely. what you do. And you know what? I, when I met him, even like he says like he was 35 pounds heavier mm-hmm. than what he is now. And yeah. like we cut out gluten, we cut out dairy, like, and he just saw so much growth with his like athletic performance and he was like all in so that's amazing (laughs) yeah so let's talk about your home I know you just moved in and you said before we were recording that you're getting settled but on a scale of one to ten how non-toxic would you say that your home is so I would say my home is well my home back in New Hampshire, I'm sure. going to say, because yeah, that's fair. I'm in a whole new environment. That's I'm like true. essentially in an empty apartment here, but yeah. I would say my home is about a six out of 10. And I say that because I, my goal for my home one day, my, my ideal future home, I would have a full water filtration system because the water that we drink in the United States is like heavily toxic. Um, it's heavily contaminated with heavy metals mm-hmm. and, if you're someone that's sensitive to heavy metals, which I am, I do not want any of that near me. So mm-hmm. my ideal home would have the water filtration system, um, and even flame, um, no, I can't think of the right word, but, um, there's certain pieces of furniture that are extremely toxic as well. Mm-hmm. And I have not made the jump into non-toxic like mattresses and furniture. Mm-hmm. So that would, that's also something that I, um, having my game plan for my future home someday. That's amazing. <laughs> but other than that, I, I'm i very strict with what I bring into my home. So I, I'm using clean um, cleaning products and I try to limit plastic whenever I can. I, um, no air fresheners, no toxic candles. Um, <laughs> it's just little things that you don't even think about um, can really just wreak havoc on our bodies and our health and I think air fresheners alone, like back to the fragrance and their beauty and personal care products, air fresheners are horrific. I was reading um, a book by the medical medium and he was like, if you do anything, just throw away the air fresheners, the ones in your cars, the ones that you stick into your wall, just get rid of them all. (laughs) Um, So I do have a few areas, like I mentioned, um, to make my home even more Mm -hmm. toxic free and Mm -hmm. clean. But, um, like I said, I like everything, those things cost money and I'm not, those aren't my top priorities right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but they definitely will be within the next few years for sure. Yeah. That's amazing. So with food, you mentioned that you're vegan, gluten-free, um, I think I told you this through a DM, but I was vegan for five years. And because your post was so beautiful, it made me so happy because I remember that feeling of just like you really do just feel very light and airy. And um, I think people think that you can get a little foggy, but it's quite the opposite. It's like sharp tack. Um, 
And so I was so excited to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted to ask, I guess, when it comes to veganism. Yes. I think people can get a little confused there as well because just because you're a vegan, not you personally, but just because you're a vegan doesn't mean that you're living like a clean, non-toxic lifestyle because even within vegan foods or vegan products, you can still find some sneaky Oh, 100%. Even I first noticed that when I went gluten-free, so I, I am celiac. So that was a big switch for me because I mean, you live your whole life eating gluten and enjoying it. And then you're like, okay, now it's, now it's done. Yeah, everybody and I, was, hates it. I really needed to cut it out. So it was not like I could cheat on some days mm-hmm. and like get by. So I noticed that right away that a lot of gluten-free alternatives are just filled with just crap. Mm-hmm. They're, the ingredients are awful. And unfortunately the same thing, um, is for, processed vegan foods. I mean, you can find really poor vegan food choices anywhere. I mean, I even see them here in Norway. I mean, just because you're eating gluten-free and vegan doesn't mean that you are automatically healthy. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of sad almost because it's already such a huge commitment to cut out gluten, cut out animal products. And then you're like, all right, well, I'm so healthy now. Mm -hmm. But if you're eating processed foods, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but you, you're, you're lacking in some nutritional yeah. value. <laughs> so it circles back to just your, your first tip of, you know, really practicing getting into the habit of looking at ingredients, even if yeah. you're vegan, look at the ingredients. So unfortunately that's, that's the world that we live in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on alcohol as from a toxic perspective? So it's really, I've had such a complex relationship with alcohol to just go into it a little bit. I, I never drank throughout high school because I played basketball and that was just really important to me that I, I didn't drink before college. Mm -hmm. And so I got to college. I ended up not even drinking my freshman year. And then my sophomore year, I kind of fell into, I was I was not in a good place whatsoever. I, my anxiety was through the roof. I was dealing with health issues and I fell into the, this right, really negative relationship with alcohol. I was drinking way too much. <laughs> um, as I think every college student goes through like this weird time of like not knowing when to stop and not knowing, like, it's just a weird time. Mm-hmm. So and college is just weird in general. Like you're just figuring out where you are in life and just just really complex. So Mm -hmm. I definitely had a complex relationship with alcohol. And, um, a a little bit after I met my husband, my junior year of college. So my sophomore year of college was really, really rough. (laughs) My junior year, I kind of saw myself like moving away from alcohol. I just felt like it was no longer serving me in the way that I thought it was. I thought it was like, way to like let loose and have fun and just like kind of toss my anxiety like off to the side. But really it was contributing to my anxiety even worse and just Mm -hmm. making things way worse. Um, so I found myself moving away from it. And now I, I want to say that I am about four years sober. I have not had a drink of alcohol since I want to say my, I can't even remember the last time I did. I want to say I had like a sip my senior year, but nothing. Like I didn't even drink on my wedding day and I didn't even feel like I had to because I kind of 
am at the place in my life. I don't, I don't have room for anything in my life that's no longer serving me. Mm-hmm. And alcohol was not serving me in any way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I couldn't think of one thing it was contributing in like a positive way to my life. So I was like, I don't need it. And I don't need it to enjoy myself and have fun and mm-hmm. to unwind. So obviously late alcohol is a very personal thing, whether you consume it or not. Um, but for me, I just felt like I didn't need it in my life anymore. And I, I try to also reduce anything that causes inflammation mm-hmm. and alcohol causes inflammation. So I was like, it doesn't make sense in any area of my life. So I really felt at peace, um, cutting it out and I never, I never miss it. And yeah. it's, so that kind of, that kind of, um, makes me feel good about the decision because everyone's like, Oh my gosh, Maddie, like, <laughs> I can't believe this. But I mean, that's, I, I feel at peace with my decision and I, I don't want to say that I'll never not drink alcohol for the rest of my life, but at this point, like I'm totally content with my decision to stop drinking four years ago. I think that is so amazing for you. So a little scenario here. I've definitely been in this situation before. I almost always buy organic, but I want you to be at the store. You need X, Y, or Z, and they don't have any organic options and you Mm -hmm. need the stuff now. So honest answer, what do you do? Honest answer, it, it depends what I'm shopping for. Mm-hmm. Um, say, say, say if it's produce, produce just yeah. for an example. Mm-hmm. If they don't have organic produce, um, I'm going to try to stick to. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to lean towards options that I know that are a little bit cleaner based on the pesticide use. Mm-hmm. And you you never know how how much pesticides are in on one bell pepper. I mean, it's impossible to know exactly, but there are a list of things that might be a little bit cleaner. You might have heard of it's called like the clean 15 and the dirty mm, dozen. Like yeah. I kind of I kind of base that off of that when it comes to like choosing this or that. Mm-hmm. Um and like or even things like avocado that has like a thicker skin. I'm like I would rather choose that and just mm-hmm. cuz the thicker skin is going to oh, prevent that's true. more pesticides from actually going into the pit of right. the avocado. So it's just small things like that if if you can, if you have that available to you. Um, but worst, worst case, I just bring it home and I just do like a little vegetable soak because I mean, you can't be in control 24 seven. And I think releasing some of that control and just like, if you have to eat something that's conventional, especially produce, like just do it. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, it's still a vegetable and it's still going to be better for you than, something processed that you're going to find in the frozen section, you know? <laughs> yeah. So your vegetable soak, is that just like leaving things in water and just letting them soak So off? actually I, I have branch basics written down on my list that you shared with me, but okay. I love branch basics and you, I just do like a little vegetable, um, soak with their all purpose spray and just oh, leave awesome. them in there. Um, and I, I love using that. I also have this fruit and veggie cloth from Norwex, which is another direct sales company that I love supporting. Um, I think they have amazing products and they have this amazing, um, microfiber, like, uh, silver infused scrub that mm. can actually rid, um, produce of like their waxes and their debris and the pesticides. So I oh, really wow. love that product. So I, those are my two go-tos. Yeah. And <laughs> I think that that would hurt. be really good go-tos for people who, you know, whatever their reason really can't afford to go the organic Absolutely. route. Okay. Absolutely. I'll make sure to link those for people. Cause I think that's great. Um, so non-toxic living, 
is so much more than chemicals, right? Living in yes. our bodies and within our homes. It can also be a sort of living condition within our souls. So I wanted to ask mm. you, for instance, how do you navigate toxicity when it comes to relationships or your personal boundaries being challenged? So that's, that's a great question. I I want to say at the point in my life where I where I am today, I... I have no tolerance for it. I do not want, like alcohol, so we're just relating it back to that. If it's not serving me, like I, I do not have the time for it. And that can be as, as simple as like just cutting out negativity and not engaging in negative conversations, not engaging in negative self-talk. I mean, the list goes on and on. If it's not contributing to my life in a positive way and not, not to say everything has to be positive. I think, I think there's a difference between like being negative and just being like challenging. Absolutely. Um, so I, I welcome and challenge and opportunities for growth. And I think those do contribute to positivity down the road, but mm. when it's truly negative, like I just, I don't have the time for it in my life and I don't want that energy around me. And I think once, once you kind of make that conscious decision, like you really do start to see shifts in other areas mm-hmm. of your life of like, like you said, with, going vegan, like bringing light towards you and then just attracting good people and good, good things and good business opportunities and good, just, I just want good all around me. And I think that's how I live my life. And that's what I allow into my life as well. What about social media? There's so much toxicity just floating around on the internet at all times. And I wonder if you've had to deal with any naysayers or even just perhaps your own relationship with the app or the internet as a whole, would you say you've always had a healthy boundary and relationship with social media or is it something that you have to work on? I do. I actually, I, I see people talking about it all the time of just them really struggling with the app. And I think everyone has their own relationship with Instagram and sharing and just being vulnerable in that way. I, I have to say, I'm, I feel very grateful because I've never felt like social media is like a negative burden on my life. I love, I love what I do. I love sharing. And I never like sometimes, and I don't even post on my feed that much because I'm like, I don't really, Mm -hmm. I don't feel the need to. And like, that's somewhere I do want to improve on, but I never feel like it's contributing to my life in a negative way. And I think that kind of goes back to my mindset about things. I, I feel very grateful that I'm that I don't fall into like the comparison trap because I think that's what really gets people. Yeah. Um, I I think social media is obviously it's a highlight reel, but perception is never reality. And just because someone has beautiful photos doesn't mean that their life is perfect. And I think I learned that from a very young young age. My dad has always said like perception is not reality. Mm. So like, I have always had that in the back of my mind just because like everything looks beautiful and perfect doesn't mean that everyone is living this beautiful and perfect life. And the same thing for me. I mean, I don't, I don't share everything on social media, mm-hmm. but I, I really do think that I do have a healthy balance with it. Sometimes do I scroll too much? Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I never feel like it's in a, in a way that's really causing me like stress or negative feelings. And I think that's just leading back to the mindset of not, I, I know, I don't even have to have people say that their life isn't perfect. I just, I just know that 
everyone's life is not perfect. And just because they don't share that on social media doesn't mean that they aren't experiencing it. So right. that's what I keep in the back of my mind. And if anyone comes to me and has these negative feelings about social media, that's kind of what I share with them. Like, it's just, it's just what you want to show. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be like what's actually happening in your life. And for new players, I think I'm really lucky that I don't come in contact with I'm not going to say like haters. I don't, I don't think I'm that cool to have haters, <laughs> but I don't, I don't get naysayers often. If at all, I've had like one person comment on like one of my Pinterest pins about like an armpit detox and they're like, armpit detoxing is not a thing. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> why are you sharing this? Um, but other than that, I, I really am lucky. And I think that just goes back to, I feel like I'm really I set out to really attract good things Mm -hmm. and corny as it sounds like I really just think that I am attracting good into my life Mm -hmm. and into my social media. And I don't think I don't have, I don't have room for the negativity. So Mm -hmm. I don't think it comes my way and that might seem simple and kind of like silly, but that's what I believe. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. So as we start to wrap up, I want to ask some random closeout questions. So some just may not have to do anything with the topic at hand, but it's just a lovely way for the listeners to learn more about you. So are you ready? I love it. Okay, cool. So briefly, what is the average, what is an average day in the life of Maddie? Let's go back to New Hampshire because you just got to Norway. Yes. So... (laughs) I'm not a morning person, actually. I've always been a night owl from, like, birth. So I love my sleep. So once I get up, um, I usually will, like, pull a little, like, mindful um, card with, like, an affirmation on it or, like, a little angel card to just get my day started on a really beautiful note. And then I, depending on the season, because I'm really trying to, like, eat seasonally to Mm -hmm. make sure that my body is nourished. So in the summers, I'll have, like, my spirulina smoothie that I swear by. And now I'm shifting more towards like Chinese herbal tea and matcha. Um, so I'll start my day with the matcha and then kind of every day looks different. And I feel like every, I feel like every person says that, especially if you're like an entrepreneur <laughs> yeah, and honestly working on social media, like some days I am doing strictly like admin stuff for my blog. Um, I'm always working my beauty counter business. And I, and I think that's like a lot of people ask like how many hours do you spend on working beauty counter mm-hmm. or like working on your blog. Like, I think it's just something that goes throughout my day. Cause it's just conversations. I'm just talking with people. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what I love about it. It's just organic conversation. And so that lasts, like, I'm typically like working all day <laughs> basically yeah. because it just, it never stops. And I, I never want it to, like, I love what I do. So whether, whether it's having those conversations or writing blog posts or, doing photography for brands or mm-hmm. just carving out time to make a healthy breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I, I cook all three meals of the day and that alone takes a lot of time and effort. And, um, and I always, I always make time, no matter how busy my day is, I always make time to just do something small to take care of myself because I mm-hmm. think that no one, no matter how amazing you are, you cannot pour from an empty cup. So you need to make so sure true. that you are priority because if you cannot take care of yourself, you cannot take care of others to your full of capability. And I don't have children right now, but I, I have a partner that I need to take care of in a household and my blog and my social media. I have all these things that I need to pour my energy into. But if I'm not 
focusing and taking care of myself, I'm not going to be able to do any of the above successfully. So I really try to make myself my priority. Yeah. (laughs) And I am grateful that I, in this season of life, I'm able to do so, whether it's just like having a cup of tea or just doing meditation, getting on my yoga mat, making myself a really amazing meal or baking some cookies, um, or doing my skincare routine or Mm -hmm. just having some time to myself. I think that's so important. And I really tried it hard to do just a little something every single day. Um, so that's a little bit into my day. I mean, it, as a, as a blogger, I mean, blogging, I feel like seems so easy, but there's so many things that you Mm -hmm. need to do. And especially when you're a one woman team and it's not like I have this huge blog, but I, my blog has grown tremendously and I, there's a lot of back end stuff that I need to do um, to make sure everything's running smoothly and obviously right. uploading and publishing new content and doing my newsletters and sharing on Instagram. It, it takes a lot of time. It does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> what is your favorite thing to spend money on? My favorite thing to spend money on is my health. So mm-hmm. everything, my, my investments, like some people splurge on like people splurge on everything, but I like to, I like to splurge on things that are going to further along my health journey, whether that's being my energy healer or investing in healthier foods at the grocery store, buying my personal care products and skincare products that I know are really beneficial to my skin and my health. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's how I kind of budget my spending and that's where the majority of my spending goes towards, towards me and my health and the health of my husband as well. Right. What are three of your favorite products within your home right now? Um, not even being biased, I cannot live without my beauty counter products. <laughs> well, that my follow-up question, so I'll ask it here. So what are okay. your th- what are your three favorite beauty counter products oh, that you like that always are restocking? One. My top one is the Overnight Resurfacing Peel. It's so good. I swear by it. It is it incredible. Is so it good. changed my skin. I struggled horrifically with acne, redness, and scars left over, and I just... I notice a difference. I swear on the first night of using it. So that's number one for sure. I love, um, the counter match adaptive moisture lotion. I never enjoyed a moisturizer really ever. Um, I have like really sensitive and dry skin and I just never found anything that worked. And when I put that on my skin for the first time, I was like, Oh, this is what it feels like to like really love what you're using. So that's number two. And then I think it's so hard, but I want to, I think my, Third is the charcoal mask. Okay. I swear by the charcoal mask. I do it like at least one to two times a week. Actually, probably like two to three times a week. Um, <laughs> just because I enjoy it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's amazing for just pulling out those toxins, like absorbing excess oil, um, really helping con- control active breakouts. It's just, it does everything. You can put it on your armpits for an armpit detox. You can put it on like itchy mosquito bites does it all oh that's amazing <laughs> okay so beauty counter and then what are your other two favorite products right now um I mentioned branch basics mm-hmm. I swear by them they they they're an amazing company they are female founded they have an amazing story of just getting started to um to improve their health and then they've shared that with all of us and they've really grown tremendously over um quarantine in the COVID kind of time Mm -hmm. this year, um, as they should, I mean, they're an incredible brand, but I've never felt better about cleaning and using, um, products within my home. And when I say I literally clean everything with branch basics, like 
I clean everything from my makeup brushes to my oh, yoga wow. mat to my dishes to my toilet, the shower, my countertops, everything. I swear by Branch Basics. And I mean, there's nothing in their products that you even have to question. I mean, they are they're as clean as they get. You and could like really spray it in your work. mouth and you'd be fine. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Literally, that's the test. It's like if your baby, if you had a baby or your dog, like, no, got it yeah, in its mouth. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love Ranch Basics. Um, and then I want to say, sticking with products, mm-hmm. um, I've recently switched over to using, I've, I've used clean um, toothpaste for quite a few years now, but I've really found a brand that I really love. Um, they're called Lumino by um, Oriel Essentials. And I started using them a few months ago, and I really loved um, their dentist formulated. They're made with clean, all-natural ingredients, but they're really, um, they're, they're created with the health of our microbiome in mind, as well as whole body health. And I've never seen an oral care brand kind of talk about the health of our microbiome, because when you think of these products are going directly into your mouth, especially like under your tongue and anything that you want put directly into your bloodstream. Like think of when you do like a tincture of CBD oil, you put it underneath your tongue mm-hmm. to go into your bloodstream. Um, and so when you think of like our oral care products, it's going in our mouths, under our tongue, like mm-hmm. absorbing them to our gums and to the side of our cheeks. Um, and so I've never, I've never really seen anyone talk about linking that to our microbiome, which is yeah. kind of like the root of everything in our body, our health, our immune system, um, our gut, um, our digestion system. So I really love that. And I really have been enjoying the products. And I think, I think switching over, like if you're looking for one area, um, to clean up, I would say like, really look at what you're using, um, for your toothpaste and your mouthwash, because when you're yeah. swishing your, your mouthwash with artificial colors and flavorings and all sorts of ingredients. And it's just going directly into your bloodstream. So I'm like, Ooh, stop using yeah, it. Yeah, just like um, but yeah, I really am things. loving oral essentials for all things, um, oral care products. Okay. Awesome. Are you reading anything right now? I am currently finishing up untamed by Glennon Doyle. Oh, <laughs> It's so good. So good. I've read it three it, times already. It's oh my gosh. So good. It, it came highly recommended. And um, I started reading it once I came here to Norway. Um, and it's it's such a beautiful book. It really is. What makes you feel your healthiest? So physically, mentally, and spiritually? I would say my yoga practice. I I found I've always I've always kind of known a little bit about yoga, but after I stopped playing basketball, which was a huge part of my life for over 10 years, um, I really wanted to slow down and kind of listen to my body and wanted to listen to what I really needed. Um, and that was like screaming from the rooftops, like yoga, you need yoga. And it sounds so like corny almost, but like yoga, like transformed my mental state, my spiritual state, like it just was a total like mind, body, soul evolution for me. And mm-hmm. I, I attribute so much to my yoga practice. So I think, I think yoga is kind of like, you have, you think you need to like be super flexible or like super like into like spirituality and all that to have a beneficial yoga practice, but really like yoga is for everyone. And there's not one person that 
that couldn't benefit from from yoga and just Mm -hmm. gentle movement in that way so I kind of I kind of use yoga as my like moving meditation and I swear by my yoga practice I I, it's the only thing that I do now I I don't do any other workouts except um yoga and Pilates and Melissa would help which is kind of like a combination of both yeah yeah okay lastly well second to last what are you most grateful for right in this moment Right in this moment, I'm grateful for the ability that I have to adapt to change. I, I think, I think being open to change is such a brave thing, and everyone experiences change almost almost daily for some people. And I think I'm in a really unique situation where I'm moving to a, a new country in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of navigating this new life over here and. I'm not going to lie and say every day is easy, but I am grateful for my ability to adapt and to kind of keep a positive mindset as I kind of navigate this new little world that we have going on here for the, for the next few months. Um, so I think that, and then I, going back to what I said about, we're, we're always where we're meant to be. I, I always feel so grateful, um, for where I'm at in my life because I feel like this, this moment in time is going to lead to the next moment in time, which will lead to the next. So I'm always, I always try to be grateful for the present moment and Mm -hmm. just take each day, um, as a gift because it really is. I love that. So lastly, where can people find you and follow along with you? So my Instagram, um, is where I show up every day and I love to share a variety of topics, but my Instagram handle is Maddie. M-A-D-I underscore Rowan, R-O-W-A-N. Um, and then my blog, my clean beauty wellness blog is Everyday with Maddie Ray. But those are the two. If you if you find me on Instagram, I would love to have a conversation with you. And I would love to welcome you into my little community. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for taking the time to be here and just to be so open and share your wisdom with all of us around such an important topic I know I learned so much and I really am so grateful and excited to just be more mindful within my own journey. I mean, for instance, I'm almost out of body wash and I'm like, okay, that feels really sweet and attainable (laughs) to just sub that out with something clean instead of, you know, just grabbing my most convenient option. So thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome, Cassandra. You're such a light and I so appreciate you having me on today. I I I love what I do and I love sharing it with others and I just I love that you wanted to lend a open ear and I really appreciate that absolutely (laughs) Maddie Rowan what a light right I hope you learned as much as I did and I don't know about you but I'm feeling so dang inspired just like I told Maddie to just be more awake in this area of my life I have always just gone in and out and I think what Maddie offers to us is just like this gentle permission to do the best we can and take baby steps and not have to like, you know, dive in head first, put a toe in and put a finger in and see how it feels, see where you can do better, see where you can improve. If you have any follow-up questions for Maddie or myself, please feel free to email me at hello at thecomcollective.com or you can DM me over on Instagram at thecomcollective underscore. And again, if you think others would enjoy this interview, please feel free to screenshot or share the graphic I have on Instagram and encourage your friends and family to take a listen. Maddie and I are both so thankful for your support. Make sure to tag both of us in the post because when you do, I'll be sending a free gift to your DM. If you're inspired to take it a step further, you can head over to iTunes and leave a quick five-star rating and review 
or you can support the podcast by heading to the link in the show notes and leaving a small donation as little as $1 or as much as 10. So these two things also include the free gift when you do this. It's my way of saying thank you so much. My cup runneth over and I'll see you back here next week.